0: I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. people who've heard me. That good. On 1080, The Fan.
2: Just watched a fascinating video on Twitter. It's a man and a monkey sitting on little, like reclining chairs next to each other. And the monkey starts tapping the man, he's on his phone. He puts his ear up or his hand around his ear and the monkey whispers into his ear. And then the guy whispers to the monkey and he opens something on his phone and then shows it to the monkey. And the monkey opens the phone and starts scrolling through it.
1: I just was watching the video <laughs> as well on Twitter. Uh, a stripper was in her room stripping uh-huh. on a pole. I like how we had
2: very different yeah. ideas of what but we were watching. Both on
1: the on the same Twitter uh, machine. Yeah. And um, as she's, you know, stripping and everything, she notices a bright light and realizes that her house is on fire and <laughs> she's in the middle of of performing this oh you know this is she
2: like nude she's not oh she's not come okay. on man I'm at work you're on your phone yeah I'm at work and man. there's nobody in the building
1: seriously no seriously <laughs> that's creepy you know it was have you ever and this has happened to not to me but like I was the one that saw someone you ever see somebody watching porn on their phone like no at like in a public place like at work or something like that i've never seen it it's weird it's weird it's it's a weird precedent because like you couldn't wait till you got home or you couldn't like <laughs> like I mean seriously you couldn't drove somewhere like more secluded and where there's no one around like you're just really just at your you know at your desk just looking at porn like that's weird to me don't be that guy <laughs> look fellas if you're out there listening you know don't don't be that guy because once you do get caught that's all I'm gonna think every single time I see you is like yeah I remember the one time I caught Lynch watching porn on his phone at work <laughs> like it's always gonna be weird. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, you can probably just wait.
1: Always going to be weird. Right? Yes. Just wait.
2: Uh, um, All right. So the Miami Heat are good. I don't think they've lost a game in the bubble yet. They're undefeated. Are they? (laughs) I think so. I think they just keep winning and winning and winning. I'm going to double check that. But I've seen that a couple of times where uh, someone tweeted, every other team in the bubble has lost twice before. No, yeah. Miami's undefeated thus far. Well, they're undefeated in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yes, yeah. Every other team has lost twice in the playoffs before Miami has lost once. Is the stat that I saw.
1: <laughs> that's dope. Miami is yeah, pretty good. They're you know they're one of those teams that they haven't got a lot of credit. Just considering again, the East is not very good, and so it's easy to kind of as Lynch or excuse me as a or Sook, jeez, one of you three would say poo-poo on the. Uh, on the Heat. And I think we've been doing that a lot. Jimmy
2: Butler is just a winner. He has that thing that he's I'm talking just, about. He's just right? a winner. Like,
1: he's one of those guys that, you know, he, he may be tough to work with, whatever the case is. But when, you, when he gets there, you know that you're going to win. You don't believe me? Ask the Minnesota Timberwolves, ask the Philadelphia 76ers who finally had a closer and somebody that can get the ball to in the closing moments of the game and make something happen. Man, ask the Miami Heat. The Heat are playing like Eric Spoelstra, I don't know how he's never in the coach of the year conversation or never around it. Like, I mean, I totally understand. Portland? Yeah, Portman, shout out to to U-U-P, you know, for getting a guy. He also <laughs> like, went to Jesuit. There you go. Well, more more U-P. but yeah, shout out to Jesuit as well. But um Spoelstra just has his team playing the right kind of basketball we used to knock on spolster because how good of a coach do you really need to be to coach lebron d wade and chris bosh right that was the storyline like of all the coaches lebron's had he's the best one let's just let's just be honest because after lebron he's had success what other post lebron coach has had success mike brown fired immediately uh david blatt fired in the same season um who was the coach of the uh, luke walton fired uh, who's the uh, who's LeBron's first coach I don't remember I, I, I can't remember I'm, I'm from, no help the in the Cavs, that kind of yeah. thing but either way LeBron has never had a coach to help elevate him and now I'm looking at Eric and be like well well maybe maybe it was Spolster because post LeBron he's been in the playoffs every year
2: it's funny because Spolster has always been looked at as well he was like the video room guy who got pushed up to be head coach he was just there because he he was good with uh, the analytics, yeah. But it was really LeBron and Wade and Bosh, and it's like, well, actually, he's a really good coach, and the heater, are oh, always really good. And,
1: and oh yeah, don't forget Pat Riley is
2: really good at building teams.
1: And they keep picking. I was. was going to say they keep picking up great people in the draft and free agency. You know, Hassan Whiteside, Duncan
2: Robinson,
1: Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. These are guys that they just got. You know, in the draft that nobody was really looking at, and all of a sudden they're Duncan Robinson, one of the best three point shooters in the league yes not for
2: his team in the league, in the league and tyler hero looks is, better and better by the game
1: and he's on his way to being and then you start throwing in guys like bam out of bayou who made his first all-star game this year quietly he's so good the superstar that nobody knows anything about
2: man imagine if the blazers had drafted him instead of zach collins <sighs>
1: yeah i mean there's a, i saw the other day like the, the list of guys at the blazers in just, that draft
2: yeah, yeah just
1: kind of kind of missed out Donovan on a bunch Mitchell. of but you don't you don't know like you, you just
2: you, i don't know you know i felt like we kind of knew when they took Zach Collins, a 19-year-old white guy who's tall and shot the ball, because they took a very similar guy in Myers Leonard a couple of drafts before, and Zach and, Collins uh, didn't even start for Gonzaga. Nope.
1: So that was the part that was like, you took the dude off. The, you didn't take the, the the good one. <laughs> you picked the dude off the bench who doesn't start. So and now the good one you is know, now in Washington. And, right? and I, as I look up here, I think this is Cam that wrote the yeah Cam Myers Leonard will average 10 15 and 10 this season in Miami. That's not true. Well, guess what, Cam. That didn't happen. Not at Myers all. Myers Leonard is pretty terrible and doing some of the same bonehead things on uh, the Miami Heat. You that know he what did he is? He's
2: a fantastic cheerleader. He's
1: a, he's the best cheerleader.
2: He's I saw like, him after there was a strip in the last game. Full-on flex, scream. He's
1: like Ronnie Turia. Ah! He's uh, Jared Dudley. You know, he's just one of those, like, great teammates. Is good for high fives. And you know they're the ones that get everybody hype at the beginning of the game when they do the thing. And by the, the way,
2: Miami fits him perfectly.
1: Miami is the perfect place for he him. He is Miami. He's the, the perfect place for him. But I think Miami guns is guns
2: out, guns out, colored sunglasses, video games, part, right up his
1: alley. And we talked about this last week during Hated or Love It. Is Miami can beat the Bucks? Like we were just saying, the one thing about Miami is they're just tougher. Like they, they, you know, they're they're gonna die for loose balls. They're gonna play. All the, the, the help side defense is going to be there. They're going to press you if they need to. Like Miami, they they take on the 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 personality of Jimmy Butler, right? Not everybody on that team is a bulldog. And I think when you have a team full of bulldogs. What does that
2: say about the T-Wolves that they couldn't take on the personality and they just whined about it? They were it? soft. Yeah.
1: Let's just be real. My Carl Anthony Towns has a, a – a, he's one of the best players in the league that we don't talk about. Why? Because he's soft. At the end of the day, like, just let's be real. Uh, what was the other guy? Yeah. Uh, He's not there anymore. He plays for Golden State now. But he was trashed too then. And I can't even remember his name. He plays for, He used to play for Minnesota. Minnesota uh, Wiggins.
2: Oh. Yeah. He's on Golden State? He's not on Golden
1: State. Didn't he get traded? To, didn't, didn't he sign with Golden State?
2: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: I thought he played for the Warriors now. I can't remember.
2: You might be right. He is on the Warriors. Yeah. So they, when, they had, when did when that they had happen? Wiggins, uh,
1: yeah, right. He's been on the Warriors all year. The Warriors are so bad. All that year. We didn't even notice. The Warriors were that bad that we didn't notice. When Guess what? did that happen? All that's going to change next year. I demand <laughs> answers. Yeah, all that's going to change next year because the Warriors, uh, I didn't see the draft uh, lottery, but I'm pretty sure they got a top pick. Or Okay,
2: okay, okay. He was traded at the deadline this year. He only played 12 okay. games with Golden State. Okay. That's why I didn't know because okay. no one was paying attention to Golden State because they sucked. They're terrible. They're terrible. And But it worked in their favor because. Well, but he also Andrew Wiggins is not that good. He's not, you know,
1: but in that like fourth role, like now that he doesn't have to be the second guy on the team in a fourth role, Andrew Wiggins is much better. You know, he's going to be better than the fourth, the fourth best player. in your starting. It was part of the lineup. D'Angelo
2: Russell deal. There you go. That's, That's what right. it was. I forgot
1: D'Lo is in uh, Minnesota now. There it is. Okay. So it's, 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 so I'm looking at that and saying, man, Jimmy Butler just changes the way. You think you look at what he did for the Bulls, like he was just the, the the bulldog there, and then everywhere he goes, it's the same type of intensity, and so that's the reason I think. And then listen, be real, Milwaukee's not going to come back and win four games straight. No, they're not going to do not. that. They're not. They're not tough enough. Honestly,
2: I think they're dead now. No, that's I think right. that. I think that fourth quarter was everything you needed to see about Milwaukee. They had a lead in the game, they got outscored by twenty five points, and one of the final plays in that quarter was. Uh, Gordon, no, Bledsoe, Eric Bledsoe dribbling it off his leg, out of bounds, and just pouting and walking out down the court, and it was like, yeah, okay, the Buc- the Bucks are done, no, absolutely yeah. done,
1: and and I mean, the Bucks, we obviously have to give them credit for you know the, the way they kind of step forward and in the light of uh, you know the, the shooting and Kenosha, like we, you know, we 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 understand, you know, at this point, like the the cultural significance of what the Milwaukee Bucks were able to do outside of basketball, you know, in the world of, like, social justice. And I appreciate them and applaud them for that. But out here on the court right now, um, they can't keep up. And right now, Milwaukee, is just be honest, they're bullying them. And that's exactly how this is going. Like, Giannis is still doing his numbers, but the bad part about Giannis is he can't shoot. It's the same thing with Westbrook. Like, when you get in these jams, you try to shoot yourself out of it, but you can't shoot. And so... You're stuck at that point. And we saw last year what Toronto did to uh, Milwaukee is it just stopped Giannis from getting to the paint. And then they made everybody, they dared everybody else to beat you. So here you go, Dante DiVincenzo, beat them. You know, <laughs> here you go, Pat Connaughton. You know, and on none of those guys on the, like for the Blazers, Carmelo Anthony can beat you, right? Like Melo, you, if Melo gets a couple, Melo can beat you. We know off top that uh, that CJ M- McCollum can beat you. We understand that. We know Nurkic can beat you.
2: Mm. I feel like you're stretching this point a little bit. No, but I'm just feeling like really
1: on who who else on Miami are you Chris Middleton is good, but you mean
2: Milwaukee. Yeah.
1: I'm, no, no for, forgive me. Uh Milwaukee. Chris Middleton is good, but can Chris Middleton beat you like that? Like
2: I mean I, I think I think they're very similar to the Blazers. Maybe maybe the Blazers' secondary pieces have a little bit more. Oomph to them and that's and, what I'm in saying. the playoffs, this, the maybe. other pieces;
1: those other guys are important. Like,
2: but the but the Bucks have way more depth too. It was They've got same, way more options they could use.
1: It was the same thing I was saying about the Blazers. Excuse me, about the Lakers. It's like, man, yes, up top, those two guys are better than everybody else the Blazers have on the floor. But outside of those guys, I think the Blazers had a better roster. I still think the Blazers had a better roster outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know, so kind of the same thing for for Miami for uh, Milwaukee. And I think honestly, man, Miami spells blood in the water and at this point, man, you, you they're not better than uh uh Toronto or Boston. Maybe not Boston. Miami? But, huh? Yeah.
2: Miami's better than everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean They're my
2: Miami Heat. I'm not yeah. I'm not diving in fully on them if I didn't believe it.
1: I'm saying like, I mean, Boston is the only team I'm like, okay, Boston, that could be a problem. And they just, just blew a 2-0 they, lead. It, but Boston still has so many weapons on the floor. Like, I mean, from everywhere. Any like literally there's four different dudes that can beat you for Boston. Like, and that's a problem.
2: So by the way, that's sh- that three that og and made or ananobia made Great. Uh, with like 0. 0.4 seconds left on the mm-hmm. clock first of all kyle lowry threw the ball over taco fall perfect lob all the way across the court catch shoot done Dang. game over game winner
1: and he's like man and his his uh quote afterwards was was awesome he's like i knew i knew it was gonna go in i don't ever shoot thinking it's not going in yeah like that's a perfect answer. I've never shot the ball thinking, oh, yeah, this, I'm about to miss this one when I shoot. No, I'm, I'm hoping everyone goes in.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a crazy shot. Uh, I, I, I think Boston's better than Toronto, but that series is tied now, two games apiece as well. All right, uh, you want to finish NBA or you want to switch to the NFL here?
1: Uh well, we because should probably we talk some,
2: yeah. That's the rest of playoffs.
1: We don't I mean, do we have to talk Boston and Toronto? We can. No, in the but, West,
2: and we know what's going to happen in the West. I know, yeah. I know that Houston won Game One, and, so and I know that Denver won Game Two. But it's to me, this is a formality until you get Clippers Lakers. To me,
1: yeah. I mean, but what if? I mean, it's
2: not going to happen.
1: It's not going. It's not going to happen. But I mean, but hell, man, what if? Like, I mean,
2: what if then we're going to get a way less exciting matchup? on paper because i want to see lakers clippers really badly
1: i want to see james harden win a championship
2: no well, that you do because you are a big james I, harden because
1: fan. i just i just want to see the look on everyone's face when he does
2: oh is that why absolutely i love being right well you also love james Harden.
1: yeah i, I love being right i had the same conversation all my favorite players that eventually win championships i get to have that conversation mm-hmm. smile on their face rub it in i don't know if it's gonna happen with oh that, it's right. gonna happen and i can't wait it's gonna be glorious
2: all right all right you can rub it in my face too i then. can't wait All right. NFL season starts in four days, guys. (laughs) Thursday, Texans, Chiefs. Well, we'll talk some NFL coming up next here on Sports Sunday on The Fan.
0: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, starting next week, even though I misfired
2: it this week by accident with the first open, is uh, Football Sunday. We're going to turn into Football Sunday because the NFL is going to be back. Yeah, it's coming and back, man. Apparently. I'm going to go ahead and just give you a little uh, behind-the-curtain uh, confession kind of thing right here. Let's hear it. I haven't really been paying any attention. You
1: either? No. We can share everything now, man, <laughs> because like I said, I'm, So,
2: how about this? This I is feel how, like a bad football show host. And, I mean, for a show called F- Football Sunday, so this is how bad it is. Got a week to <laughs> cram. I got four days to cram. I'm so
1: as I'm, you know, scrolling through, seeing, like, what do we want to talk about and everything, I should know this, and just because it's local, but Jadevian Clowney signs a one-year deal with the Titans. And I was like, Jadevian Clowney plays for the Titans now? Like, that was the – I mean, and I'm not sure how long – That literally, literally happened minutes. today man like it or last night it could I, I'm that's the thing i don't know <laughs> because i haven't been paying any attention to like i've been reading news about re- the restart that's it you know i haven't read any news about teams and signings and any of that stuff just because i'm like well when are we gonna play like if they're, they're not gonna be games and i don't care about you know who just got signed and who got cut or any of that stuff so honestly i just i have not been paying any attention i guess I probably should. They start on Thursday.
2: Yeah, I mean, are you in any
1: fantasy leagues this year? I am not in any fantasy honestly, I was ours last year for the station was the only one that I actually ended up doing. And that like, is not happening
2: because we're not doing events. Obviously, we're not
1: there's no no events this year, uh, which, which definitely sucks. But um yeah, last year was that was the only one that I was in. And I could join a league. I'm just like, I don't I don't know. My I feel weird, but my heart's just not as in it this yeah. year yeah. for whatever reason i don't, I don't know because i think i'm just i'm being a little pessimistic that i don't know if we're gonna get a full season
2: it's funny if, if we want to use baseball as the comparison for me because baseball is my favorite sport right. in the beginning of the season before it started my heart wasn't in it either i didn't believe that it was going to start you know we had the back and forth between the players association and the league and it was upsetting as a baseball fan so my heart wasn't really in it either but once it got underway It was like, oh, we're back. And I was back into it. I was sucked in. It was fun to watch. I've been watching all the games. So, I mean, once it started, I was back. So, I kind of feel like the same thing is going to happen with the NFL is once Thursday rolls around, and maybe it's not going to be truly that day, but once Sunday next week rolls around, and at 10 a.m., we're in here and we turn on red zone, and we all, I mean, I'll have fantasy teams, but we'll be talking about football. I think it's going to change.
1: Yeah, and honestly, we're for the first time we're seeing how important preseason is, right? Like we've always at pre- least for the hype preseason. Maybe. Yeah, preseason's always kind of been one of those things. Like we always like you know preseason's silly and guys get hurt and why would you want to do this and just the money grab and all these other reasons. And I think really it served as an undercard for the season actually starting. You know, being able to see that uh, that quarterback that you just that you just drafted come out and play the first two series, you know, was exciting. Even if you know it's not going to be real football, but that's that's exciting to you, to, to be able to see these guys run out and, you know, wearing their jerseys, and you know, then now we're having, watching NFL Live or whatever, and they're breaking down actual football, and they're breaking down actual plays and stuff like that. Like. That stuff is great, and not having a preseason took all that away, and it really took the talk of football away. Right, like, oh, think,
2: this rookie's really popping yeah, in preseason. Yeah,
1: or, it's, uh, they're doing this in training camp, and they look so good, like, it's, it's taking all that stuff away here's
2: joe burrow's first series as a cincinnati Bengal in a preseason game nope
1: now and and now think about how much more difficult this is going to be for those rookies um to go out there and without having any preseason games without having the ability to have some walk some real walkthroughs with or scrimmages with other teams now you're just going to go out there and Play right. you're being thrown to the wolves now at if, this point
2: if you thought the first four weeks of the season were sloppy already get ready oh
1: man it's gonna. it's honestly and that's that's another thing it's going to be until about week seven week eight before teens really work out all their kinks you know how many times have we seen a guy that we think is the number one running back um go down or we figure out that he's not the number one and really the guy that was supposed to be the number three running back is the one that comes in and does that. Like, you don't, you don't have as much time to work out those kinks like you would in the preseason. And so, yeah, there are going to be a lot of teams, good teams, teams like the, the Buccaneers that are probably going to struggle at first because they're still trying to figure out how we get all this new talent to work together.
2: I'm curious. You, I'm torn. Part of me feels like you should just join a fantasy league because it's fantasy and you like fantasy football. Like, I'm assuming you have some friends who are doing something, right? One more time? For fantasy football? No you got no friends doing any fantasy football i don't think so to be real like you um I'm i mean i'm in leagues but i'm sure jesse you know somewhere is doing fantasy and he everything, is. but
1: for the most part no we're gonna like, by
2: the way we're gonna bring him back on for our fantasy scramble segment um every sunday yeah because he was always our expert jesse is as long good. as he's willing to be awake he said he, he wanted to do it but 9 30 a.m he doesn't need to be awake anymore no
1: but you can always go back to sleep. At but at that time, you know the the, the games are about starting. to start. So I'll, I'll
2: ask. You're him. up and ready. So yeah, he's he's I'll ask he's going to be our ready. he's our expert. And especially if you're not playing this year, we're going to need a little extra help. So, um, uh, but yeah, I think I'm I'm curious. You should either do it because it's fantasy and you love it, or I'd be curious to see how you consume football without it this year. Well. I'd be really? curious to see the difference because you've played fantasy every year for the last, what, ten? Yeah. So yeah. it's probably gonna change. It's,
1: it's gonna be it's gonna be different just because, you know, fantasy football is uh it's a great way to keep up with all these other players that you wouldn't normally look at. Like I'm a Patriots fan. I don't care about what people from the Packers are doing or anything but if I have that running back, or if I have that receiver, or if I have that defense, then yeah, I'm I'm a little more inclined to check out that game. Or check uh, I'm going to go
2: ahead and say, judging by your reactions to when we watch Red Zone, you're way more than a little bit inclined. Oh, I, you get uh, pumped when your players. Oh, score. I, I really
1: like winning. That you that should be that should be noted. Like yeah. I I am a sore winner. I <laughs> love to win. Well, you are Patriots fan. Hey uh, man, sorry, I'm a, I'm a winner, I'm a champion. You know that's I don't I don't know anything know anything else. But then I'm also a, Blazer You're fan, also a Blazer fan. So I understand disappointment. <laughs> and so like for me, fantasy football has either been I've been top of the mountain or bottom King of the mountain. King of the castle. It's one, it's one of the two. There's no like in between like man, finish third this year. Like no. It's either finish first, finish last. First or last, baby, Ricky Bobby. If
2: you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, that's
1: pretty much where I am. I don't fantasy know, I year. feel
2: like you're going to miss it because fantasy football has become such a part of your Sundays.
1: It no, it's going to be it's going to be different. So and I'm more than likely, likely I'll probably
2: there might Just be a Just like league. bother your friends and be like, "Look, we got 4 days Let's do a everybody's draft." Everybody's
1: so busy and everybody's you know, they got kids. Everybody's and, so busy. It's yeah, COVID. Man. My, my friends got got jobs. It's COVID. <laughs> my friends got jobs, they got to go to. They're essential.
2: It's labor day tomorrow.
1: Well, yeah. They can and, do a draft tomorrow want to do a draft on
2: Labor Day. It's well,
1: not that's supposed it. to work on Labor Day, Lynch. That's work in the Is war room. I'm in the war room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's actual work. I'm not with it. If it ain't first. You
1: last. <laughs> yes, it ain't first. I have last. a draft
2: tomorrow. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, we'll see. All right, let's talk a little bit more NFL coming up next. Let's actually look at the season a little bit. Uh, we did just say we're not super prepared, but uh, I do know some things that are happening. I'm curious about how the Bucks are going to do. Uh, you know is it going to be the Chiefs year once again just to roll through the AFC is the nine are the Niners going to do the same thing in the NFC again or are we going to see any sort of changes so we'll, we'll get to that next first me sports
0: weekends were made for sports this is sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 the fan NFL season begins Thursday
2: the team that is most intriguing to most people is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers well, I wonder why it's crazy it's weird you know you just get a Super Bowl six-time winning champion rebuild the entire oh, team that's and, right you know just uh, put everybody on the team that wasn't there before and all of a sudden they're interesting ding 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 so how do you think the Bucks will do this season I think that's one of the more intriguing storylines of the year I never thought I'd see Tom Brady on another team. And yet here we are Tom Brady on another team, Tampa Bay, no less. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. They signed Rob Gronkowski. They just signed Leonard Fournette after he was cut by the Jaguars. There is a lot of talent on that team, but will they live up to the hype? Rashad. That's tough to say, man.
1: Like this is a, if this were a regular NFL season, um, I would probably say that there are going to be some some growing pains, but uh, they've got an opportunity to do something great. With this year, though, no um, pardon, weird training camp, kind of a no preseason. There are a lot of things that aren't going to happen this year. It might take a little bit of time for guys to kind of uh, become accustomed to each other, and now you're talking about, you know, a really big pieces of your offense learning the new playbook. That's a big deal too, especially without preseason and stuff like that. Like you, this is this could be. And Fournette is just being signed over the weekend, so that you're putting that in, and you know, you got trying Frenette, to
2: Fournette, Lashawn McCoy, and Ronald Jones.
1: Man, like I mean, mind you, your running back situation is awesome. You know, so whenever somebody goes down, just insert someone else there or you can just really run them back to back to back if you really, really wanted to. Like you have every great situation there. You have a guy like Shady who still can be pretty elusive like once he gets in open field and then you have somebody like Fournette that can just run you over, you know. So, man, that's the best of both worlds if you're there. I guess the biggest thing is can you get all these pieces, all these parts of the gumbo, can you get them to come together and, and taste good? And I think that's where we are right now. You know Brady is the main ingredient is what you've been missing, and you just you need uh somebody with some type of cachet to come in there, and really change the way people look at your franchise. If you're Tampa Bay, you've been a joke since you won the Super Bowl back in 2002. Let's just be real, Tampa Bay has been a joke, and everybody knows it. Then so, yeah, I, w- I would say so. Yeah, and and it's just it's it's one of those things. Like I mean, unless we're talking, um, I'm trying to think of some of the great players from. Uh, from Tampa Bay, the list of Warren Sap, or you're talking uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Jason
2: Sikanek, uh, J-
1: oh, yeah, I can't forget about Jay. I'm gonna get a oh, that's a Souk, uh, Tampa Bay jersey would be super dope. I'm gonna see if I can find one of those <laughs> or make one. We'll see. I'll probably, you can certainly to, make one, have that's to make for sure. One. But uh, but the list of Tampa Bay Buccaneers, great players, uh, what was the uh, the Tiki, or it's not Tiki, or Ronde Barber, you know, the the list is relatively short now all of a sudden you've got multiple superstars on your team and let's not forget about mike evans one of the most underrated wide receivers you know in the entire nfl and then you just got back rob gronkowski it's going to take a while for all these pieces to kind of gel but and i haven't seen their schedule yet so i don't know exactly who they play and when. but for the most part i'm thinking they should be um one of if not the best team in the nfc south
2: we are Look, I'm just looking at the odds here on the Oregon Lottery scoreboard app. Uh Kansas City Chefs are the favorites, followed by the Baltimore Ravens, the San Francisco 49ers, the New Orleans Saints, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Seahawks. Why are the Cowboys always there. Yeah, I don't know. Why are the Cowboys? Why does why do people love the Cowboys? Please I, let me know. I think it's because. They're the Dallas Cowboys. Omg, like because they're America's team. Rashad, Cowboys are so. I'm so sorry, Joe. I know he's not listening, but the Cowboys are so bad. Like, I think there's hope this year that they're gonna finally not be so bad. Isn't that the hope every year? Probably, but to me, it's not usually that way. I usually mock the team, but I actually kind of think they might be good this year.
1: We'll, we'll see. I just, I'm. I'm not as sold on the Cowboys. I'm always trying to figure out, like, why this love for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, it's not 1994 anymore. Like, why are we so in love with this? Every year somebody picks Dallas to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, what do you see in Dallas that says they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Every single year. It's the weirdest thing.
2: Um, yeah, so we got Dallas Eagles, Seahawks, Patriots are up there, too. Look, guys, yeah. I know Cam Newton's there. And Cam Newton's good when he's healthy. But the Patriots ain't winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't I'm sorry. know that.
1: We don't know that. How many times? Um, let me ask you this: How many times have you said that about the Patriots? And then what did they do?
2: Yeah, but the Patriots, the Patriots have had Tom Brady.
1: No, that's so. that's that's very true. But they've never had a quarterback that's anywhere close to Cam Newton.
2: So who do you think the four teams with the worst odds, all over Ooh. twelve thousand plus Ooh. twelve thousand or higher?
1: Okay, let me This will be a fun game. Um, well, I think you know one of them is Miami? massively
2: tanking. Miami? No, they are plus nine thousand. No. Yep. I mean that's the fifth worst team, but okay. The four okay. Worst? The four worst. Um, Remember they got Tua. I think people think Tua might do some good things. Okay. Four worst. Who um, is tanking the worst right now? uh Detroit. No. <sighs> Who just traded the running back to Tampa or cut him for Tampa? Oh, uh Jacksonville. Yes. Okay. Jacksonville, Jacksonville? is. Full on tank mode okay. for Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville. At plus 20,000. Um, jets? <sighs> nope. Really? Really? <sighs> jets are also plus 9,000.
1: Okay. Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, three I, other it teams. Looks, it looks like Pittsburgh is actively, actively trying to trade Schmidt Schuster. So is that?
2: Is he? Are they? Is, is that in there? No. Pittsburgh's much higher. They're at plus <sighs> 2,500.
1: Okay. I give up. Jacksonville. And my last guess will be. You got three, three other teams you got to get here. Hmm. <laughs> Jacksonville, not the Giants.
2: Giants are also plus
1: 9,000. Yeah. Almost there, but not fully there. Um, not Chicago. They're starting Trubisky. So Chicago's trying to tank, too. Nope. Uh, okay, I give up. Go ahead and let me know who they are.
2: The Washington football team, Cincinnati Bengals, and Carolina Panthers are all plus 12,000 or worse. Plus 12,500 or worse odds to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. The Panthers are also actively kind of tanking. They brought in Matt Rule from Baylor to be their new head coach. They signed C Mac for, you know, forever. But beyond that, they don't really have a lot of talent. No. So they're gonna tank minus having Christian McCaffrey. Bengals were terrible last year. Get Jill Burrow. People think they'll be better, but there's a lot of work still to be done on that team to make them better. And then Washington football team is woeful. So Yeah, I mean And, and I don't think Dwayne Haskins is anything. So, you know. As far as the
1: the Bengals though, like I don't think the Bengals have a, a bad roster. It's not it's not awesome, but I don't think they have a bad you know. And if Joe Burrow can be anywhere what we anywhere near that what we think he can be, I think the Bengals have a, a good opportunity to do something like Joe Mixon. Do something if, like what?
2: Like win five games?
1: I'm I'm I can make a wild card i mean they won't, i don't think they're right make- they won't but their schedule i, I mean know, here's the bad here's a great thing about having a, a losing schedule a year before you're gonna get a, a, a another bad schedule quote-unquote bad schedule you still got to play nfl teams but you're not going to play a lot of winning teams so they have an opportunity to you know really how many teams have we seen go worst to first and that's because if you are worse you get a better schedule the next year you get a Excuse me, an
2: easier schedule, yeah, but worse than to first. To that's that. kind of extreme, though. I mean, no,
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm the Bengals over first. under
2: is like three and a half wins. So, like, yeah, they'll win four or five games. So yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. They won one last year.
1: Yeah. So I mean, three games, four games. That's absolutely an improvement. Yeah, but you said a wild card. I mean, they would it, would it shock me? No, it doesn't shock me anymore. When any team, any team that finishes uh, in the in the bottom, makes the playoffs. That
2: doesn't that doesn't shock me anymore. P one Dustin says best value my Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater and C mac I like it. Look out! I don't think so, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know, you still have if you're Cincinnati if you can stay healthy.
1: I mean, you still have AJ Green. And when AJ does
2: still exist as a player, and when
1: AJ Green is on the field, when he's able to play, it's almost you know, sans all the the issues. It's almost a Josh Gordon type situation to where you know it's going to be instant production,
2: like the- he's that good. The offense for the Bengals should be good. Their defense is the problem. No, yeah, their defense was horrifically bad last year, and it's probably still going to be horrifically bad this year. So we'll see. All right, uh, one more segment to go. What are we going to do? Uh, Who knows? Who knows? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I like it because that's what we always do. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan.
0: Weekend Sports with a Difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. One final segment to go here.
2: There's a Seahawks Classics game on after us as well, 11 o'clock right here on The Fan. And then over on 9:10, we've got Game 4: Eat Bucks. 12:30 tip for that game. You can also watch it on ABC. I wanted to ask you this question, Rashad. Yes, sir. Because it's based on kind of how we talked about the NFL. Okay. Do you feel like COVID has made you less of a diehard sports fan Ooh. overall? Ooh. The, uh, the reason I ask is because personally, I don't know if it made me less of a diehard, but maybe this is the actual literal definition of it. I'm not quite as over-the-top invested as I have ha, have been in the past. Having months and months of no sports and doing other things to take my time, I'm kind of like, I watch the, the Yankees kind of suck right now. They Yankees do. have a lot of injuries. They do. They're losing a lot of games, and, like, it sucks, and I get frustrated, but it's nowhere near to the same level as if it was a regular season. And I wonder if that's going to translate to the NFL, too. And I wonder how you feel about that. It's like I, having those five months of no sports kind of was just like maybe it was four months was just like freeing in a way to the point where I didn't. I feel less intense about it than I, than I used to.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think I think that's fair. I think that's accurate. Uh, what I guess quarantine and COVID has shown me is that um, we can live without certain stuff. You know, like, I think that was the, the big thing. Like we found out that we can live without the bar. We found out that we can live without. I still miss it. though. I miss it. Don't get me wrong. Like I absolutely miss it. I love
2: sitting up there and talking to random people. Absolutely. But,
1: but you know, now it's like, I, I'm okay. If we don't go like, I'm okay with not going to a crowded restaurant anymore. Like there are certain things it's like, man, it's made me like, I miss, I miss it and I would definitely go, but I'm not mad about it being gone. And that first couple months without basketball, it was tough. It was tough. Like, I mean, football just literally just ended like um, a, a month and a half prior. And it was like, okay, now, and here's COVID. Now basketball's over. Now any chance of having baseball starting is over. Like, all the stuff that we love was just kind of bought to, a, bought to a screeching halt. Stop. And then from there, it was like, well, we have to talk to our families now. And actually enjoy their time with our kids and enjoy the time with our wives and girlfriends and husbands and spouses and ugh. We really, don't have distractions. Really? We don't have anything to keep us away from that. And then See, that's so, why
2: you're a gamer, or you should be, because no. you can still be distracted.
1: And then I think the thing it just kinda taught us that, man, we can do other stuff. Like, you know, I found myself I found out that I'm craftier than I thought I was. Or hand I'll say handier. Crafty said so makes it seem like I can just you know, like you're artistic. Yeah. Like I can just take some wood and, you know, make a, a, a baby duck. I can't do that. So <laughs> I, I can't do that. However, you know, some things I did, you know, started, you know, build some uh some planning boxes, you know, did do you some, fix
2: things you didn't know you could fix?
1: Yeah. A little stuff like that. You know, the, the, the plumbing, my, my water was messed up. Let me figure out how to do this. How to fix my my sink now
2: well you went you know? to youtube i imagine oh of course youtube is the best YouTube way to try is, to do it you will not learn how to
1: do anything like so far i've learned how to make uh like oxtails and and oh it's called like oxtails and beans i've learned how to do all these little things that
2: wasn't in COVID though i feel like you were talking about that before COVID. no i mean I've always, i'm
1: like because yeah i've done it before but just not like in the oven and instead of like boiling and so i'm like I, there's a lot of things that i've learned how to do um i want to actually i bought a bunch of stuff for podcasting and making you know kind of short films and stuff like that a bunch of bought a bunch of body microphones and stuff like that and you know a lot of stuff that I've been meaning to do that have that I haven't been able to do and I think if sports were around I probably would be a lot more lazy about stuff like oh, I'll
2: do it tomorrow Right. I'll do it
1: later. I'm watching the game. Yeah, got, I'm doing this. Because we'll that this becomes later. part
2: of your schedule. It's yes, like. Got to watch the game at 7.30. Yeah, 7.30. The game's on. I'm done for two and a half hours.
1: Yeah. And so. And that's, now it's
2: like, well, 7.30, there's nothing on because I'm not watching the game. What am I going to do?
1: I can't watch The Office anymore. I love The Office. And I'm over watching well, you know, it now. You can I'm, watch new shows. I'm watching Too Fast, Too Furious right now.
2: In there? Yeah. Well, that's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's, it's very funny. I think that movie gets a lot of hate in the Fast and Furious franchise but because it was the first one I saw, I didn't see the original one. I saw this one first. I love it. I, I think it's so good. And I know it's bad. But all of them are bad. But they're all of good. Them
1: are, man, these dudes are driving cars through buildings, you know, driving the car through the building and then driving the car onto the plane, onto that the, the helicopter. Like, it's it's so far-fetched. This, this you know? movie
2: you're watching is the first time in my life I saw they put the rat under the the cup that's actually the scene on that's fire. on right now oh, that's really? actually the scene that's on right now that is a terrifying scene yeah for someone who didn't know that was a real torture technique and that was actually a real thing that rats would do they would just dig down so ah. going back to
1: that trip to London to Europe <clears throat> we were in um York and um as we're going there there's there's like this old um this like chamber of like terror or whatever I don't know what it was but it was like a they showed all these old they showed all these old torture techniques and stuff like that and one of them was like they would just put a cage of rats on someone and obviously they're not going to eat through the
2: bar so they got to go down to
1: the skin. They got to go and so this had all these little demonstrations of kind of stuff with actors. It was the craziest thing ever.
2: Yeah, that I, when I went to London, it wasn't at York. It was in London. It was at the Tower of London and they had a little like torture chamber like museum. Crazy. Yeah,
1: just into makes me Those Brits are into some
2: weird stuff, man. <laughs> I love it. It just makes me uncomfortable. The one like it stretches you until you rip in half and like that kind of stuff. The, the, the chambers that have all the nails facing in so oh. that when they close the door, like,
1: why? Glad to be born in the, you know, 20th and 21st century, man.
2: Disgusting. Yeah. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to have football back next week. We're going to be Woo. football Sunday. Next Sunday, officially, we'll have Fantasy Scramble back. I'll see if Jesse wants to be involved in that. Uh, once again this year and he can give you his hot fantasy takes and uh, we'll have we'll have red zone on in the 10 o'clock hour like we always do so uh, come join us we'll be talking a lot of nfl starting next week and of course because the playoffs are still going on we will be talking nba playoffs and all the other sports that are going on because we won't have any ducks and bees to talk about to start the show so come tune in 9 to 11 every single sunday we'll be here for football sunday have a very good rest of your weekend be safe